All right, let's get into a, another pet chat. Firstly, Dr. Fiona, I haven't seen for about, what, a little while now, so great to see you again. Yes, good to be, good to be back, Mark. And also Cheryl Shaw, who I, I think I get to see from, from her point of view probably too much, I think. <laughs> oh, come on, Mark. Uh, we, as always, we have to start on Brooch Watch today. So yep. are you wearing like a cartoon character that I'm not aware of? Is that what that is? No, oh, it's not really a cartoon character. It's a little Bichon. Okay, with a little jacket on, which I'm guessing that's a no-no. That's a no-no for this breed of dog. All right, well, for, so it's, did you hear that, Fiona? Did you hear that tone? Cheryl, <laughs> she, she wants this topic heard, I can tell yes, today. Yes, yes. All right, pet chat this afternoon. Our uh, team are here ready for you to go. G'day, Cass, you have some yes. uh, budgies. What's going on with yours? Yes, well, I had two budgies from the time they were six weeks old, and now one's 24, old, 24 months old, the other one died. And I just want to know if it's okay to get another one to put in with him. So, Cass, is the budgie that you've got remaining, does that budgie seem healthy? Yes, he's healthy. And and eating normally, normal behaviour, normal looking droppings. Yeah, he's looking good. Droppings. Yeah. Yeah, And feeds all the time and gets on his swing and whistles and starting to take notice of me talking to him and things like that. Yeah. Look, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't see any obvious problems, Cass, with doing that. Um, no. I mean, without knowing the exact circumstances, it would be hard to be sure. But, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see a problem with um, getting no. a, getting another little companion. Yeah, no, we cleaned the cage all out when the other one died. So sure. we cleaned that all out and everything. Uh, got new dishes and everything. So he seems very healthy. Oh, so good. He well, like, yeah. At least to me, he looks... When he's eating, he's all the time looking round because they used to take turns in eating. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. He might yes, be. Um, he might enjoy a new friend. I think. Yes. Okay. All right then. Thanks, okay, then. Thanks very much. Thank oh, you for your help. All right. Best of luck, Cass. A nice, simple customer, just like that. <laughs> now, and you love the bird questions. Look, I, I am the first to admit that. Um, I don't know as much about mm-hmm. birds as I do other species, but yeah. that's all right. You can't know everything. That's true. Thanks, Fiona. 49216216, if you have any question for our Pet Chat team today. Look, Cheryl, we've got some calls coming through. That's um, fantastic. So uh, you to answer those. So, look, you know what? Do you, want, do you want to hang for five seconds or do you want to launch into your topic? It's dealer's choice over oh, there. Oh, I think we'll take these calls. All right. I'm just going to take one without knowing who we've got there. Two in your RFM, you're on Pet Chat. Who do we have there? Uh, it's Todd from Singleton. Oh, excellent, Todd. We're glad you had Well, You dropped out a moment ago, but we've got you back. Now, your dog, two-year-old, barks all the time in the back of the truck, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's a cattle dog cross Kelpie, um, probably about a year and a half old. But when I put her in there, she just carries on all the time, just doesn't stop. Does she bark regardless uh, of I'm whether the truck's moving or not? Um, yeah, as soon as I shut the tail gate, she pretty well goes off. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's start or stop. As soon as I sort of get in the truck, she, she goes for it. And do you think she's barking because she's just so excited that you're going somewhere and doing something? I'm pretty sure that's what it is, yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she loves it. As soon as I get the key, she knows I'm going. Yeah, okay. Um, look, that it is a bit of a tricky one, Todd, I guess, particularly if you've had... Or is it just... Sorry, I think you dropped out there. Just dropped out. You're back oh. with us, Todd. So, uh, Fiona, impart her words of wisdom for you. <laughs> um, yes. How long would you say she's been doing it for now, Todd? Sorry, I'm dropping out. I might have to give this a mess. I'm sorry. 
No worries. I'll um I'll just give you some general advice for anyone else that's listening. Um, yeah. So I think in that particular situation, we've got a dog who's really really excited, who's developed a bit of a habit of barking because it's so exciting. With any behaviour, you have to reward the behaviour that you want and ignore the behaviour that you don't want. So what we would need to be doing in that situation is letting the dog spend time in the in the ute, probably at a standstill and doing a bit of training, some sit and some stay and rewarding that behaviour when we're getting the behaviour that we want. Um, and the longer a behaviour has been going on, the longer it's going to take to reverse. But all positive training, um, you'll, you know, you'll get good results. All right, thanks for that, Dr. Fiona. 49216216 if you have a question for our Pet Chat team today. And in the next little bit, Cheryl will fire up with her cartoon dog. <laughs> That's what the brooch looks like, Cheryl. A cartoon. Those Bichon owners will be disappointed with your it's, perception. It's a, it's a knockoff Snoopy almost, I reckon. <laughs> to NURFM Pet Chat. This afternoon, and uh, ladies, uh, right here, Dr. Fiona is here and Cheryl Shaw. Now, something coming up for you all a little bit later. I know you're very excited. It's our big bonus this week, a dog and cat of the week. Oh, fantastic. How good is that? And, of course, we know that cats being the superior animal, (laughs) um, I know that it will just get snapped up just like that. Mm. They are certainly not little dogs, are they, Cheryl? No. And you'll probably get (laughs) one of those cats that are being advertised this year. I reckon that you're (laughs) ready for one. You you reckon ready? You're you're, ready. You're telling me I have to now. No, not telling you. Mm. I just think you're ready. All right, 49216216. Anyway, your chance to beef up your family with uh, either a dog or a cat, maybe both. Maybe not. <laughs> All right, Cheryl, it's it's time. You've mm-hmm. got your little brooch on, so let's launch into your topic of the week. Okay. The topic of the week is whether a dog should wear a coat or not. And we're all pulling out our winter warmers, you know, our jumpers, our coats, everything's coming out to make us warm. And a lot of our dogs do need a jacket. So there's some that do and some that don't. Now, our little dogs that do need a jacket are those dogs like the breeds of Chihuahuas, your Whippets, the Italian Greyhounds, Weimaranas, Vishlers, Greyhounds, some puppies that don't have a lot of coat and some older dogs that are either health compromised and not well. Now, the reason that we need to keep them warm is obviously that they can't regulate their own body temperature when it's so cold. So wearing a coat or a jacket for them is great, but there's some breeds that we must not wear a jacket. So um, your breeds that are double coated, so those things like um, the breeds like Siberian Huskies, your Malamutes, your German Shepherd dogs, dogs that any dog that's got a thick coat, they really should not be dressed up. It's not one of those things that they require. Their coats are designed to keep them warm and insulated and If you put a jacket on those breeds, often they will um, get really quite overheated. And so that's going to impede their health. They can actually become quite unwell being overheated. So making sure that you're thinking about why the reason is that you want to put a jacket on a dog. And look, the pet industry has a huge amount of different pet apparel. Like it's really (laughs) big industry. And a lot of people like dressing up their pets, but they don't realise that some pets don't like to be dressed up. And you put a jacket 
lacquered on some dogs and they just go stiff, they don't want to walk, they'll even just sort of fall over to the side as if to say, no, I don't want this on. So if your dog is one of those dogs that doesn't like or enjoy being dressed up, please don't do it. I know that Harrods has a fashion show every year for dogs (laughs) and, you know, all the sorts of apparel that they they present. And people do get on to this, you know, I'm going to dress my pet up, but you really need to consider why you're doing it. Now, is it for warmth? That's fine if that's a dog that needs a jacket on or, or something else on. But if it's a breed that doesn't or a breed that doesn't enjoy being dressed up, just don't do it. Another thing is, if you are dressing up your dog in in jackets to keep them warm, you need every day to take that jacket off the dog and you need to brush the coat. Now, if you don't brush the coat, what's going to happen? The friction from the coat on the fur is going to make compaction of the hair and it's going to um, compress that hair down and mat it up. So what happens after winter or if you haven't been taking the coat off for a week or two, that is so matted that it actually is pulling on the dog's skin and when they go to the groomers, they have to have their hair cut short and so then the groomer gets blamed for having to cut the dog's hair short and we don't want to do that but we have to make sure that your winter maintenance at home is every day taking the jacket off, brushing the coat, allowing some air to go through to the skin as well because that's really important. Otherwise, that's going to, the dog's going to become quite clammy. Those, so important. Yeah. yeah and so those important. oils that are in the skin as, mm. on the skin as well are going to get contaminated on the coat. The coat's going to smell. So we do need to wash that coat, so maybe you need two. But it's really important to um, also check the coat. Check it that it's not making irritation on the dog's skin because mm. this is an area uh, it, underneath the armpits in particular. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, sometimes some dogs are allergic to certain fabrics as well. Um, you can't put woolen products on, say, um, a crested, a hairless crested dog because they're allergic to lanolin and wool. So it's really important that we don't dress dogs like that in woolen products. And just making sure that um, if it is, say, a male dog, the coat that it's wearing is not able to be urinated on because if it's not a good fit, the dog's going to be urinating on the Mm. coat. And so then we've got these other problems as well. So wearing a jacket, make sure that you take your dog into your pet shop or somewhere that you're purchasing it so you can make sure that the jacket actually fits the dog properly so that it's not got any tight spots and avoid Um, jackets that have really big buckles because if dogs are laying on big buckles or bulky straps that puts a lot of pressure back onto their body and can cause Mm. some injuries but check the skin as well and Fiona that's an area that you know if they're becoming red or anything they need to avoid those jackets oh absolutely absolutely they can cause so many problems if they're not used appropriately yeah so you know all up I think jackets can be great for some breeds but there's certainly some breeds that you shouldn't be putting on so consent some consideration is really required. So, Cheryl, in short, just keep in mind that the dogs, your dogs, they're not little people. That's right. Not to suggest that people are out there urinating on their own coats or jackets <laughs> either, but that's probably not the go for us either. But, but yeah. don't think that's where she was going. Yeah. Well, you know. But, you know, Phil Collins said no jacket required. There we go. So, you know, I think that's pretty true for some breeds of dogs. But others, as I said, if you've got a warm environment, most dogs live inside these days, you know, 
air conditioning, a nice warm bed to snuggle into. That's fine. Actually, I had a friend send a photograph to me. He has a Vishla and his dog was feeling the cold the other day, got into the bed and under the doona, head on the pillow. So, you know, some dogs do feel the cold, (laughs) but we just got to be mindful about what we're doing and they're not overheating. But, you know, talking of jackets, one of the great jackets is a rain jacket because if it's raining and you're taking your dog out to urinate or you're going for some exercise, a rain jacket is fine. Come home, take it off. The dog's, you know, reasonably dry. So they Mm. are good. But, you know, some... Some coats and jackets just aren't needed. Urination three times in the one segment, a cute dog reference and Phil Collins. This is why we love you, Cheryl. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Good afternoon, Lee at Lemon Tree Passage. Um, things not all that flash in your household with uh, the two dogs there, Lee. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. No. Um, well, we're getting better, but I'm hoping uh, there might be some tips for me. Yeah, absolutely. My husband recently passed away Um at home, and oh, he was sick for me. quite some time. Yeah. Um, and the dogs, um, uh, one is a Kelpie cross and mm-hmm. the other is a Wolfhound cross, mm-hmm. and they're seven years old mm-hmm. plus. Um, since he's passed away, they're having terrible separation anxiety because they were with him 24-7 here yep. at home. There was always, sort of, for the past four years, someone with him, with them. Yep. And um, so I have had uh, taken the wolfhound to the vet, and he is um, on catapress, which has stopped the destructive behaviour when I leave, like yep. opening cupboards, and which he's always been able to do, mm. except. Um, since Tony's passing, he's doing dangerous stuff in my kitchen. So it's like Fort Knox when I have yep. to leave the house now. Sure. But the catapress seems to have stopped that. My problem is with him, the howling when yep. I leave, which not only upsets my neighbours, but it upsets me to know that he is having, you know, problems with me leaving. So I did install a crib monitor yep. um, and I can watch them and um, it's probably five minutes after I leave the house they, he starts. So is it the and, wolfhound and the kelpie that are having issues, Leah, or is it just the wolfhound? Um, the kelpie's not so bad now. I have been practising some sort of separation techniques which seem to work work well with her mm-hmm. instead of having them on my heels when I go down to the toilet. <laughs> um, I just tell them to relax and they just go and sit on the lounge or on their bed. They go to their spot, which is so how, I and go to the toilet by myself. Yes. So how long ago, Leah, <laughs> um, That's your progress, right? <laughs> like that. How long ago um, did your husband pass away, Leah? Uh, it's about six months now. Okay. So are things getting better, things getting worse, or things staying the same, would you say? Uh, With the wolfhound, um, better because we've controlled the destructive Mm behaviour, like getting into the pantry and and eating a box of chocolate chip cookies was not good, including Mm. a bottle of olive oil, (laughs) which I didn't... (sighs) That was messy. So we've stopped that. Uh, But the cat just seems to go nowhere on him. 
Look, it may well be that you're, you know, you've done some things, but we haven't quite got enough on board. Um, yeah. You know, there are other medications that we may need to add in. Okay, then uh, well, I would yes, certainly she, recommend yeah. that you have a chat to your vet about whether you uh, whether they have a relationship with any behaviourists. Um, whether it's a veterinary behaviourist or whether it's a dog trainer, because, uh, you know, they've been through a massive upheaval um, yeah. and it's going to take a bit of time and effort, unfortunately, on your behalf to yeah. um, to get them sort of reaccustomed to, I guess, what their new normal will be. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, I well, I have to go to work too. Of course, so, yeah, yeah. And leaving the dog howling is really upsetting to me. Yeah. It sounds to me, like yeah, to the dog and to my neighbours. So. Yeah, look, just keep going with what you're doing. I think definitely don't stop the catapress, but it might be you. You do need to revisit that. Um, you know, have another visit, vet check with with your vet, and just get a bit more behaviour advice from them, Leah. Lee, all, all the best with that, and uh, Dr. Fiona and Show again. That's got to be so tough because obviously it's only been six months, and then the dog's not coping. That's a double, a lot of pressure right there. And yeah. it's a total upheaval for yeah. the dogs. You and know, they've been around someone 24-7 for four years mm. yeah. and suddenly they're being left. That's massive readjustment for them. And dogs, just like people, go through grieving processes as well and there's Definitely. about 12 stages of grieving. So, you know, these dogs are still, you know, in a very early part of that. Yeah. Dr Fiona is here, as is Cheryl Shaw. The ladies have been on fire with that advice today. <laughs> have to Happy give, to help. have to try and Absolutely. give you something that you can't deal with. Well, that's probably not going to help our listeners. Uh, well, we'll, we'll make, give the rest of us a laugh. <laughs> G'day, Marlene at Mayfield. Your dog's having trouble sleeping ever since some medication has come across your Maltese poodle. What's happening, Marlene? Um, it's not really that she's having trouble sleeping. She's standing and it's sort of like her whole body relaxes and then she like, nearly falls over. I'll start, Marlene, if I can, by asking what the medication is that um, has been dispensed for your dog. Okay, well, she has Cushing, so she's on Trilostane. Yep. And she's also just had an issue with, um, I suppose it's upper respiratory. She's been sneezing lots of mucus with blood, but she's had um, a dental x-ray. They've checked that out. There's no foreign bodies in there. Mm-hmm. So um, she had one course of antibiotics. Um, and now it's come back again. So mm-hmm. now she's on doxycycline, yep. that is. Yep. Yeah. So she's on doxycycline and she's on trilostane? Yes. Anything else? Um, he's given us some probiotic to go into her food called procholine. Okay. And tell me more about what's happening at night time or the well, sleeping situation. Um, she's, she's just... Really odd. She's like, do you know how when you're going to go to sleep and you have a start? That's sort of what it is. And then she's actually been tumbling over as well. And how old is she? She's, she'll be 10 this year, 10 in August. And how long has this um, behaviour been happening for? Well, she was sort of just standing staring at the wall, but this has sort of really started yesterday. So she's due to go back to the vet next Wednesday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, look, I, I'm concerned about this falling over. Yeah, sure. Look, there could be a number of things going on, Marlene, some of them potentially serious, some of them not. Yep. What I would encourage you to do, when did you say your recheck is? Next Wednesday. 
What I would encourage you to do is get a couple of videos of it and try and yeah. bring your recheck forward. Okay. Um, because if we can see a video of the behaviour, that's so, so helpful yeah, um, to, try and, yeah. Yeah, to try and determine is she tired? Is it actually a mini seizure? Is there something else going on? Is it related to the chest or is it related to the Cushing's or is it totally yeah. unrelated? So I would definitely be getting some videos and give you yeah. a better call and, and just ask to bring that recheck forward. Yeah, because she's supposed to have another stim test next Wednesday for it to check the cortisol levels. So yeah. Um, yeah. Even even just give them a call, Marlene, but I'd be mm-hmm. um if it's a new behaviour, I'd jump on it. All the best with that, Marlene, as we continue with Pet Chat this afternoon on uh, 2 and URFM 103.7. Cheryl Shaw is here. Dr Fiona is here as well. And ladies, it is that time where we try and encourage those who may be considering adding a little something extra and special to their family. Of course, Dog of the Week and now Cat of the Week as well, which you know, Cheryl, I'm pretty excited about that part. I know, right? you love the cats. But well, first we'll deal with this lovely, delightful little chap. This is, uh, and you can find all this up on our website as well under the Pet Chat page, Apollo, the one-year-old Border Collie Cross. Now, Apollo um, needs a nice, patient, forever home. A bit of a sweetheart, plenty of affection, nice and sweet, friendly, very playful. Uh, he can take a bit longer to warm up to uh, other dogs. Uh, he's initially a little bit wary. After a couple of days in care, though, he, uh, he has been seen playing excitedly with some of the other foster dogs there. House train travels well in the car, sits well, plays fetch, all of that. Um, sleeps nearby for loud, but he's happy to sleep in a separate room. Um, he also thinks he's a lap dog and will want to be up on the couch <laughs> watching TV with you as well. Um, ladies, any thoughts on Apollo being a border collie cross? I must say, you pointed this out before we did this, Cheryl, that we so, kind of see more of the cross than the border collie based on the photos. <laughs> yeah. He looks lovely, though. He does look beautiful. And look, he likes his jacket as well. So he's right on <laughs> cue today. There you go. Um, all right. So any particular things we need to be careful of, to be aware of, uh, ladies, when we're adopting uh, said Apollo here? I think certainly with the, you know, knowing the genetics of the dog, we're, you know, we're going to have a fairly active, fairly intelligent dog who's going to respond well to training, but on the flip side, he's also going to need exercise and training. Um, but yeah, he sounds like a great dog for lots of people. Um, the suggestion is probably not little pit, little kids mm-hmm. and not necessarily um, living with other um, maybe boisterous or uh you know, overtly excitable other dogs. He'd be quite happy to be an only dog. and But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think he's he's a good potential. Uh, you've half adopted him already, Fiona. <laughs> no, we're full. Thanks, we're anyway. Full. <laughs> <laughs> My husband says no. Sorry, Dog Rescue Newcastle, I tried. Um, <laughs> now, for those who may want a, a feline in their, in their family, Chiquita is on the table for you today. She's two, been in care for around 10 months, and prior to that was in the pound for six months, pregnant and scared at the start. Mm, poor thing. Uh, it's got that nice tortoiseshell coat, loves to play and watching TV as well, uh, becoming more resi- uh, becoming more confident rather with the uh, resident cat in care, and uh, we feel a home with a calm, a calm home, cat-friendly cat will help her along. Um, Maybe okay with a small, gentle dog, uh, but also suits a nice, quiet home, single personal couple. Uh, she'll need that time and patience settling in. Uh, adopting a shy cat, though, is a wonderful thing to do.
uh, and blog here. All right, ladies, uh, on Chiquita, any thoughts? Oh, she, that's a beautiful cat. She mm. deserves to mm. have a loving home and she probably would be just a, an ideal cat for somebody wanting just a single cat. She deserves a bit of extra love and attention. All right, so if you would like to learn a little bit more about our Dog and Cat of the Week, of course there are other options there as well. Um, you head up to the Pet Chat page, uh, which you can find at our website at uh, 2NURFM.com.au. Look, probably time for one more call. So uh, if uh, that is you, if you've got a question for our team today, 49216216. All right, ladies, while we wait, any uh, general housekeeping we'd like to take care of today? Anything that's been on your minds uh, without getting up on my soapbox. <laughs> oh, please, no, please do. Please do. Um, it's right there. Look, probably just a friendly, gentle reminder that owning pets is a responsibility. Um, it's a lifelong responsibility. They require effort and care and training and time and money. And sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get. But, you know, just don't forget, I guess, pet care Pet ownership comes with responsibility and sometimes that's a financial responsibility. Yeah. This can be, I'm guessing, a bit of a trick too when you might see folks come in on their, I don't know, 10th or 12th visit over, the, say, the lifetime of a of their animal and then look through the history and you think, well, sometimes you've been given advice or medication or whatever and haven't done the follow-up. Um, I'm guessing that's got to be pretty frustrating from a veterinary perspective, Fiona? Well, it is because we can't fix patients if we can't recheck them. Yeah. And I think people maybe are under the impression that we are in it for the money and we just want them to come back for the recheck so that we can make more money, but it's not. The designer, don't... the designer gandy wearing today is really giving it away. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl and I are very underdressed for this occasion. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that, but anyway. Um, yeah, you know, we just want the, for example, the dog's ears not to be chronically sore and painful. Um, you know, we just want them to have a happy life and if we can help them do that, we will, but we need the owners on board to do that. All right, keep all of that in mind, particularly if you're about to start your pet journey, uh, mm. whether it be on our website or elsewhere. G'day, Paul, you're our last one today and uh, you've got a ch uh, question on raw chicken necks and dogs. G'day, Paul. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Um, getting mixed messages about um, acceptability of dogs eating chicken bones, but I understand yep. it may be okay with raw chicken necks. Is is that true? Is that okay? Uh, look, my advice probably comes with a caveat that every dog is different and in some circumstances it's okay, in some circumstances it's not. Um, what I would say is... I My personal opinion is that raw bones are one of the best things for to keep dogs' teeth clean, but I would also say that they come with risks. Um, you know, we see some nasty teeth fractures uh, in clinics from dogs that have eaten inappropriate bones. Uh, what size is your dog, Paul? Yes, seven kilo uh, Maltese cross miniature poodle, uh, 14 years old. Um, mm -hmm. We just had a supply of dried chicken necks, and she enjoyed them immensely. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, there was no real real issue about her getting through them. Um, so I just wanted to know if we could move to um, you know something more substantial like the, the uh, raw, fresh chicken necks. Sure. So something to bear in mind when you're giving when you're giving raw meat is that there is the risk of bacteria. Mm. Um, yeah, so you that certainly I wouldn't be giving 
um, raw meat that you wouldn't be prepared to eat, um, particularly maybe with an older dog or if you've got a young puppy that's got a sensitive stomach, that yeah. can be that can be a trick. Um, if you decided that you did want to do it, I would always say always raw rather than cooked because cooked gut bones can splinter. Um, and 100% supervision at all times so that you can dive in if anything, you know, if dog, if your dog looks like it might be choking on them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Thanks for the advice. Have yeah, nice just time. on that, Thank Paul, you. just before you yeah, head off, sure. one, of, one of the things that over the years I've come to um, see quite a bit of is dogs choking on the chicken neck. So if you are going to feed them, um, like Fiona was just saying, make sure you're, you know, around to watch that. But also if you cut them into, you know, two or three pieces so that there's less likelihood of them not yeah. being able to be regurgitated if they're choking on them. But there's also that high risk of um, salmonella in raw chicken mm. so we do mm. need to be mindful of that all right a couple of things to think about thank you so much for your call paul and indeed everybody else that has uh, been a part of pet chat today cheryl shaw you and your cartoon <laughs> brooch you're not you. going to let this go are you no, no. I'm, I'm not saying that in a bad way it just looks like a you know a, a little cartoon character a, a two bob shop snoopy maybe He's not <laughs> and also dr fiona thank you for your insight we'll catch up with you all next Pleasure. time Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.